one. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Junior Golf Podcast. My name is Ro Thompson, and man, I got a special guest in the building. Uh, we've been, you know, playing a little tag, and you know, she's so busy. It's so busy. catch up with her. She's got so many great things going on in her uh, life, uh, doing some, you know, some incredible things in the game of golf. And uh, man, I, I'm so glad to have this uh, young lady on my podcast tonight. Um, so Ashante Epps, welcome to the podcast. How you doing? Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. Hey, listen, I, I, <laughs> Great you stuff you're doing here. Yes, thank you. Thank you. And uh, of course, yeah. Ashante Epps, you all, is the uh, founder of The Perfect Swing. And before we get into all the accolades and you know, the perfects, you know, talking about the the, the organization. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Um, so, uh, like you said, my name is Ashante Epps. Um, so I always got to rep my hometown. So I'm originally from King Street, South Carolina. You don't know where that is. I know yes. where King Street is. <laughs> okay, that's what's up. That's what's up. Yeah. Um, but um, kind of from a Shante perspective and me, I'm an a IT operations engineer. So I have a bachelor and a master's in computer science. So, so while a lot of people know me as it pertains to golf, um, because I am a golf professional as well, but I'm also um, still in the IT executive arena. So, so I have multiple full-time jobs. Uh, I have a passion for youth, uh, whether it's golf or life, right? And And golf actually can teach them so many life skills, um, but I feel that they are really the catalyst for us changing things around um, in our environments, regardless of, of what we talk about, whether it's our politicians, um, our doctors, our lawyers, our golfers, our engineers, um, they're the ones that are going to carry us for the future, and someone did it for me, and so it's my turn to pay that forward and, and do it for them as well. And then in hopes that they'll do it in return to those that are coming behind them. That's great. That's great. So, you know, the, you know, you being an IT professional, how did you get, how did you get into golf? I know, right? (laughs) So the, the, the crazy thing is that, you know, I graduated in computer science and I was on the fast track from a corporate arena standpoint. So, you know, in, Less than a year, I found myself sitting in a management role. So here I am, the 25-year-old go-getter ready to conquer the world, <laughs> managing people that were opposite of me and uh, in, in being white males, right. but also sitting on a management panel with people that's not like me, right? right. Just the opposite. They're, they were They were older white males. I was a young Black female kind of trying to find my way and... um. I was doing any and everything I could to kind of get in and see what's going on because my will to win was never a question. I was going to win. It was going to happen. It was just about how that was going to happen. And, um, you know, back then you were taking smoke breaks at work. So I was already out taking smoke breaks with the managers trying to hear what's going on. (laughs) And I don't even smoke, but I was trying to keep my ears to what was going on. Right. Right. And then um, one day I was sitting in my office and, and I heard some, some hall room talk about an organizational change that was going to happen. And, you know, check my email because, uh, well, I don't remember that. <laughs> and, and I didn't have an email. 
Okay. So back then, you know, we had the proverbial water cooler, <laughs> the room in the break room. So I caught one of the gentlemen in the break room and I said, hey, you know, I think I heard you make a you know mention of this organizational change. And he said, oh, yeah, we talked about that when we were out playing golf. So the first light bulb for me was now I got to play golf. <laughs> and um, the crazy thing is that I didn't know if I could play golf because right. um, at the age of 12, Mm-hmm. I was out playing around and I slid into a split and my hip popped out gotcha. and it went misdiagnosed for months. Um, and the problem was, is that uh, when they did the x-ray, it was the, 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 the hip was actually sitting behind the socket instead of in the socket. Wow. And back then MRIs weren't as prevalent. Okay. So we had to find this special doctor with this special MRI machine mm. because they were just kind of getting to the scene. And so they found it. Yeah. Um, and and I went through a surgery where they, it, you know, it had started growing out of place. So they had to cut it, break it, and put it back in place. And so I found myself in a um, a body cast from my chest to my toes wow. for months. And so being a kid like that, that was something that that was pretty devastating to me. Uh, but it didn't kill my will to win, right? right? right. And so right. when I found out that I needed to go play golf because I needed to be nosy, because that's what really what it was, right. um, <laughs> I went to my orthopedic doctor and I said, listen, doc, I got to play golf. And he was like, well, Chante, uh, you know, it's all hips, knees, and back. And you have bad all of them. <laughs> but you can try it. Right. That's all I needed. You said I could try it. I'm yeah. on it, right? Like- I ended up falling in love with it. Great, great. Now you started an incredible organization by the name of uh, the Perfect Swing. Um, yep. Where did you come up with that idea? You know, where, where what's the what's the backstory on that? Yeah. So a, a perfect swing. When we talk about a perfect swing, your swing is the perfect swing. Whatever right. it is you want to get out of golf, you can. Right. And the whole premise starts from from me in that same childhood injury. Because when I thought I couldn't play golf, I was a basketball player. You know, I was ready and primed to to play basketball. Just being able to to get on um, an organized basketball team. You know, we were already playing basketball in the backyard. I was ready, right? Yeah. I got injured. Okay. And I could not play basketball again, and I found myself laying in a body cast, watching all of my friends and my sister play a sport that I love, which was basketball, mm-hmm. I was devastated. Yeah. That took me through a period of, I'm going to call it now, uh, depression. Yeah. Angry. I felt worthless. I mean, it just felt like my entire world was crashing around on me, right? right. And, and I just thank God for the love of my family and those friends that were close that really that really protected me and and stayed with me and and continued to encourage me. And so I went on, you know, I got through that period and I went on to college and again, um, still always believing that I can do anything because that was something that my mom always taught us. And uh, as I fell in love with golf, Mm -hmm. I couldn't believe that I could play golf. And so one day at the range, I was like, you know what? Why didn't somebody put a golf club in my hand when I couldn't play basketball again? A duh, right? Oh, oh. 
would that have changed my life? Would that have would that have allowed me to not have to go through that period of self-worth and anger and depression that I went through? And that was the very day that I decided to start a perfect swing. Wow. And all I wanted to do was put a golf club in every child's hand. It is an opportunity for them to overcome so many different things. Gotcha. There are, are youth that they just can't play high impact sports, basketball, football, can't. I couldn't play because I couldn't pass the physical, right? right? But golf is the optimal low impact sport. You can compete, you can get a college scholarship, you can go professional. Um, but not only that, uh, regardless of, of what condition your body is in, um, putting the right club in your hand makes a difference, right? right. Um, whether it's sickle cell, artificial joints, blood diseases, all of those different things. And, and that was my focus. And that is our focus today. It is to put a golf club in every child's hand. Now, now, what was so interesting about it is that I started a perfect swing and so awesome. We celebrate 10 years next year, but it started out as just, yeah, it yeah. started as just a youth organization. And it. It was, I want to put a golf club in every child's hand. But what I found is that as I invited children in, their parents, it was a great idea. It, golf is great. I've always wanted to play golf. So what do the adults do? Uh, I don't have nothing for adults, right? right. <laughs> but because of the interest and um, the continued uh, asking and questioning and just seeing that people were, were happy about being in the environment, mm-hmm. a few late, a few years after I started the Perfect Swing, I actually split the organization and created a Perfect Swing Foundation, which is for the youth. And that's a 501c3 nonprofit youth initiative. Beautiful. And then we have the Perfect Swing Golf Association. And so that is for the adults um, that their local business professionals just loving and enjoying the game of golf. The Golf Association serves as mentors um, and volunteers for the Golf Association. So the Perfect Swing organization has really become a, we call it our golf village. So right. everyone, you know, come together and enjoy themselves. But the cool thing is that it is all for the focus of our youth. The youth is the backbone um, of everything that we do, even from thinking, fundraising, as well as to events. Great, great. Now, my question to you is, why youth? Um, Because I knew how I felt Mm -hmm. when I was that, that youth sitting on the sideline. And understanding, and, and when you go to various hospitals or you read various articles about individuals who um, youth that at home with idle minds, <laughs> mm-hmm. anything can happen, right? Yeah. But right. if it's an opportunity for you to avoid that, then I think we should take every opportunity to do that. Um, when I look at the youth in our program, you know, you know, let me say this first. There are a lot of youth, there are a lot of programs designed for youth that are at risk for what I'm going to call the bad kids, right? right? But what about those youth who know they want to be successful, they are ready to be successful, and they're looking for answers at how to be successful, right? Mm-hmm. And so that is the basis for a lot of our programming. We're using golf as a youth development tool. Hey, you want to play professional golf? You want to get a college scholarship? Yeah, we can cover you there. But you know what you're going to get while you're here? You're going to get workshops on communication, networking, leadership skills, you're going to hone all those other pieces that are going to make you good human beings. 
so that if by chance you don't make it to the tour, <laughs> right, you can still live a successful, productive life um, and enjoy yourself. Right. And, and those are the things that we look at. That's good. That's really good. So let me ask you this. Um, what type of impact have you seen um, on the kids? On Because, you know, this is a Dream Youth Golf Podcast. So what kind of impact have you seen on the kids and approximately how many kids, I don't know if you kept up with it, how many kids have actually come through your program? Right. So our our program, the, the thing that, that you people should note about our program is that we preface everything as it pertains to a backswing, right? So you you play golf, so you know the way you set up, mm-hmm. the way you pull, the, the way you bring the club back is going to determine what happens from, from a, a, fly, a ball flight perspective, right? But you want to hit it low, hit it high, draw, fade. It, that starts in your backswing, right? Right. And so when we look at uh, our youth, we're our heavily concentrated areas when we first started out and it's expanded was six to eighth graders Got because it. we were trying to catch them just before high school, right? Mm-hmm. Be it golf, be it leadership, be it communication skills. That was the general area that we wanted to catch them in. Okay. And so over the years, um, in 10 years, we have touched it easily 500 youth because we have three locations. I have one here in Charlotte, North Carolina. Right. Um, we have some youth in the Raleigh-Durham area. And then I have one, um, a site that I run in my hometown of King Street, South Carolina. And so we do, <laughs> that's, can't forget about home. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but easily. So as we um, travel the country, um, sharing golf and also as well as my uh, my role in the LPGA uh, as a part of their leadership academies um, and, and some of the other youth organizations that I participate with. Um, so easily um, 500 youth in the last uh, 10 years. But what's so what's so awesome about it is that when I look at their individual growth. Right. Um, their games have 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 really soared. Um, there there are a, a few of our youth that's gone on to play collegiate golf. Right. But you know, I, I have one success story this year that's that I'm just riding high on, and I'll tell you. Please um, tell us about. <laughs> there was a young girl that came to our program probably about uh, five years ago. Okay. She was very withdrawn, um, and you could tell that she was in a family situation. Uh, where it, it wasn't the most peaceful. Right. She was going through a transition. Her parents were divorcing. Um, you know, there were lots of problems at home. And I think she may have been in a situation where she didn't trust anyone. Gotcha. Right. But but her coming into the program, learning golf, right, even as an individual sport, and then as she began to improve and enjoy the sport, it made her more sociable. Wow. Right. Exactly. And then we had her leading workshops and um, and leading different um, icebreakers and activities. And she's really busted out of that shell in the last two years. And when I got the notification that she graduated as the valedictorian of her class and she's going to college on a full ride. Listen, when I tell you, <laughs> I can feel myself tearing up right now. <laughs> and if any of my members of family are listening, they're like, oh, God, here she go crying again. <laughs> I'm an emotional one, but think about that. We are we are changing we are changing youth lives with the game of golf, right? And 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 she plays really well. She plays golf really well. Um, it is her choice. Oh no, 
it, it no, she doesn't, and it's her choice to 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 choose the academic route. Right. And I'm and I'm just as proud of that, yeah. right? Because again, you're going you're going on a full ride academic scholarship, right. and and I am willing to bet my bottom dollar that there were several skills that she honed in golf, mm-hmm. whether it's strategy, uh, resilience. Because you know, every day, <laughs> every day is a journey in golf. But there were skills that she honed playing golf yeah. that transcended into other other in parts of her life. So I'm I'm super excited about the impact um, that we we've, we've had on our youth. That's great. So great. So what's your um what's your vision for the perfect swing? Um, do you want to reach a certain amount of students? Do you want to expand? What's, what's your vision for the perfect swing? So, so my vision for a perfect swing is, is we do want to expand. Um, we feel like we have a, a unique situation right. in that um, we are business professionals, right. living and breathing in a community, supporting youth golfers, right? Junior golfers, but we're also supporting them as, as individuals and lifelong um, human beings. We have an event that we call the Backswing of Business, okay. and and we do workshops for youth and adults during that time. But we bring everybody back together as a part of our golf village, and we ask the adults to share from a career perspective what mm-hmm. they're doing, and and our youth are there to hear and listen. And we've had so many mentorship opportunities honed, whether it's I'm playing collegiate golf or I'm a professional golfer, or I'm a doctor or I'm a, um, a clothing designer, right? right. If, if our youth can see it and touch it and talk to it, right, they can believe that they can do it. And so that is the, the unique thing about the A Perfect Swing organization. They're playing great golf, mm-hmm. but we're, we're, we're creating good human beings. And I would love to see more of those community type relationships happening, Right. So, right. and, and we've gotten calls from other states where other organizations that, that want to create in a perfect swing chapter. That's good. And that's something that we're building to. Okay. But the priceless part is that you have people in your community that are the, the driving force behind making the people, the, the youth in your community successful. And I think that is, that is the ultimate um, difference. And, and I think, we have wonderful adults around the country that they want to impact the lives of the youth in their community. They want to share their story. They want to support them. They want to take them out to play golf, right? Yeah. And it's just a matter of pairing um, the right youth with the right organizations with the right mindset. Um, and and again, feeding and nurturing and caring for those youth from a developmental standpoint for golf and life that right. we know can be our next leaders as well as our le- our next uh, golf champions as well. Right, right. Just in case you're tuning in, man, we got Ashante Epps, um, founder of The Perfect Swing out of Charlotte, North Carolina, and she's actually expanded uh, to about two other areas, uh, her hometown in King Street, South Carolina. And you said the uh, Raleigh-Durham area? Yeah, well? the Raleigh-Durham. That's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. Well, listen, so you, um, you just got... A, a special election here recently, didn't you? Yeah, so it was, um, and I'm actually, and I'm about to go up for re-election, okay. but yeah, so um, I was actually the first um, Black elected LPJ South 
East section. Well, actually, even South period. Yes. Um, section president period. Wow. So what I didn't say in my introduction <laughs> um, is that I am a class A LPGA golf professional. Right. Um, uh, and I certified. am <laughs> that's right, certified baby. <laughs> Um, and I am I am the current Southeast Section president, yeah. and so I'm over the states of North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, and Florida. And so when I was elected, I was the first ever elected Black Section officer, um, and it was Section president Big for deal. the LPGA. And there was one um, other Black woman that was appointed 44 years prior to me. So okay. when you think about that, you know yeah. that 44 year gap. Of, of not have, having a section president um, that was Black. I think, you know, I was honored, uh, floored, but definitely uh, I take it serious. Yes. Um, I believe that uh, when it comes to our voice being heard, it's important. Um, not just what we say, but how we say it um, and not going in feeling like we need to turn everything upside down. Right. But understanding that what our needs are um, how things can be accommodated and working as a, the, the greater good for everyone, right? Um, and I think that's what, even when you, you, you think about those who fight for civil rights, mm-hmm. it is not to say that, that we're looking for Blacks or African Americans to have anything extra above and beyond. We just want everything to be the same, right? We, we, want, we want everyone to be treated fairly. And so, and that's that I go in with um, right. every day. And, and I get an opportunity to work with an awesome group of other LPGA professionals and, and they're open-minded and we get things done. And I'm very appreciative and thankful for that. That's great. That is awesome. Now, so let's switch gears a little bit. Who are some of your favorite LPGA or PGA touring pro players? Okay. Okay. Yeah. I am. Uh, so I'm gonna. I'm just gonna go ahead and put it out there. Y'all can. Y'all can chat about this, and you know, y'all can debate this and chat right, right, later. Right. But the LPGA have some of the uh, most fundamentally sound golf players. Yes, I agree. <laughs> when I see them hit the ball further than me, I'm like, how, how can they hit the ball further? Than me? I'm a hero, right? <laughs> Yeah. And, and so I'm definitely a fan of Mariah Stackhouse, um, yeah. Carol Varner. Um, yeah. I have a, a cool spot for um, Dustin Johnson, just in, in terms of I, I, I like the, the aura around him. Um, that's my homeboy. That's my homeboy. Demeanor. That's right. Oh, yeah. You know he's a South Carolinian, right? right, right, right. <laughs> um, but, but I'll tell you, my favorite golfer, it's crazy, is MB Parks. Okay. She is a South Korean golfer. Yes. She's won 31 times on the tour. Wow. And I like her because there's nothing flashy about what she does, but she's solid. solid. Fairway, greens, <laughs> one putt, birdie, we out. Right. <laughs> right? Yes. That's it. That's it. That's it. And so, and that's the thing that I, I really, really appreciate about her. And and she's very humble too. And, and that's something I really, really like about you know, people in the spotlight. Really? I, you know, one of the things that I noticed about you, I um, I was on this quest to find a picture of just you by yourself. Uh-huh. And one of the things that, that told me is that you're a, you're an unselfish person. You know, you, 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 you didn't have many pictures by yourself. And I, I did find a nice one with you and Tiger. Yeah. <laughs> 
when when Tiger was elected to uh, take the Hall of Fame. He and, was. Yeah, and I saw that yeah. nice picture of you and him. Uh, you know, tell us a little bit about that moment. Listen, man, that was it was unbelievable. A that, listen, yeah. See, see what happened, Ro, is I was walking. He yeah. looked at me. I looked at him. He looked at me. I looked at him. <laughs> <Tell me stop. laughs> yeah. He said, "You come take a picture with me." No, that's not. I know, right? That's not. <laughs> Well, no, but 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 I had the pleasure of attending the World Golf Hall of Fame induction right. this year, and it was a phenomenal experience. And um, I was so Renee Power received the inaugural Charlie Sifford recognition, right. and so definitely there to support her as well. And 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 actually, I was on my way to congratulate her when I ran in the Tiger. Yeah. Um, but he was very personable. He smelled really good. Um, but he was very, he was very personable. We had a you know quick conversation with me congratulating him. And I want to tell you, mm-hmm. one of the things I'm feeling proud about about that picture, I said he's never going to wear that jacket and tie again. Right. It's going to be in a museum somewhere. <laughs> right. So you better save a copy of it. <laughs> oh man, you uh, you need to you need to blow that one up and put that on like the wall somewhere, like somewhere somewhere behind the pictures and <laughs> on the wall somewhere. That's a nice one. In a spot right here. Please. There you go. There you go. That's awesome. So, yeah, but it, but it was phen- it, it was phenomenal. And to, to, to be in that room, I think there were only like 325 tickets available in the world because wow. it was indoors this time. Um, yeah. And the, the golf royalty that was in that room from a PGA and LPGA perspective, the environment was electric. And so to see him give that, um, to get that award and give his speech mm-hmm. and talk about his experience, uh, it was a moment, a moment that I'll cherish for a lifetime, for sure. That's right. That's right. Who else did you um, get a chance to meet while you were there? Um, so, so first of all, I give a shout out to my road, my, my road partner, Anita uh, Castillo out of uh, Fayetteville, Georgia. Okay. okay. We traveled together. Um, but there were there were so many. Yeah, um, so awesome. when I say, um, you know, I guess I hate to call names yeah. and not, and not call everybody's name. Right, um, right, right. I don't want to do a disjustice to that. Yeah. But I'll tell you, I met members of um, many members of the, the the World Golf Hall of Fame already. Mm-hmm. That were LPGA and PGA members, right. um, and the environment, you, you know, sometimes when you walk into in an environment, you're not sure um, kind of if you belong or, you know, whether or not everybody's friendly, they're not friendly, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But what I will say is that the the air of hum- humility in that room from everyone, even right. Tyler, it that was the thing that I left um, with more than anything else. Mm-hmm. It was... Um, that even when you get to this level and and you're one of the the very few of recognition you still have room to be humble right. and that's something that I share with my youth because you know oftentimes when you're playing well and you're at the top of your game and, and you're winning yeah we forget that sometimes <laughs> we, we forget that um you know you're kind of snotty <laughs> yeah, and yeah. it's like you know, any given day, right? It can be different, and so here you have people that they've been, you know, they've won at the highest level, and they've been around, and they've impacted people's lives 
across the world. Yeah. And they still find the opportunity to be to be humble. And that was something that was was very touching for me. That's great. I know that was an unbelievable experience. Yeah. Um, so how can our listeners um, get in touch with you, especially if they're in the North Carolina area and they want to get their kids involved and, you know, maybe come get a chance to meet you. I know me and John, we still got to come up and meet you. Right. Uh, spend the day with you, hang out with you. That's going to happen because my wife, she's got three sisters in Charlotte. So it's it's going to happen. I'm just telling you right now, it's going to happen. Let's do it. Let's do it. That's what's up. So how can, how can I listen to reach you? Um, and so, so, so on Facebook, uh, Shante Epps, but then our, um, our golf association is a perfect swing. And then we have the perfect swing foundation on um, Facebook as well. And then we're all on Instagram and LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Yeah. Okay. As well as, as, well as Twitter. And I got to give one shout out to my youth um, and my, uh, my uh, youth program team. Because they've done a phenomenal job in terms of organizing, um, we've we've seen a lot of success. We have a, a PGA Junior League team, so you know, proud to say we were featured on ESPN a few weeks ago. Um, we last year, as a part of the Game Changers, we were number one in the Carolina section, number twenty-two, tied twenty-two across the country. Wow! Um, our PGA Junior League program. That's so. Awesome. So we have a group of passionate individuals that that come in day in and day out and volunteer to make sure that our youth um, are successful. So we we're we're looking to change youth lives, right? So so we want your youth to be a part of our program. So so for the listeners out there, if you have a youth um, ages six or seven to seventeen, uh-huh. feel free to to bring them out to our program. We accept all skill levels for real. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and, and we start them at a place where they can grow. But just note that as a part of our program, your your, your swing is going to be home mm-hmm. and we're going we're gonna to look for you to play some good golf. But we're also trying to, to hone the, the human being. Right. Yeah, right. So with with our leadership lessons, we're going to have to have you on the talk to our youth okay. um, doing our, our virtual leadership calls. Yeah. But it's about creating the holistic the holistic person or the holistic youth, because um, that's something that sometimes we overlook right. when, when we think about just sports. Right. Right. And we want to make sure that we're doing that. And thank uh, you for, for this opportunity. Hey, listen, it's been, this has been great. Um, <laughs> you know, we should, we, we should have did this a long time ago, but we, we got it done. 